Welcome to Reviewing Westworld, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, this is for season 4, episode 6. We've got two episodes left, I believe, which would make sense given where we're at with the story. Uh, Fidelity, this week. Um, thank you, uh, writers or whoever, for choosing a simple name for me to read out. But uh, Fidelity, this week... <laughs> uh, what, what, did you, what did you think of uh, this episode with two to go? Um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting one this week. You've got um, lots of Aaron Paul and sort of making up for for not being in some of the episodes. <laughs> so what making up for it this week? Um, yeah, yeah. I it it's got. I mean, it's been interesting with the Caleb stuff because you sort of jumping backwards and forwards. So. It's never. It was never entirely clear what time that character was in, but you know, as we get through this episode, we we kind of find out where he actually fits into the timeline as well. So you've got that. They're advancing the Bernard stuff, and you know, all that side of things, as well as having a few little flashback bits. So yeah, it was overall an interesting kind of episode. I love the way that the you know the the Caleb sort of escape stuff I thought was was really interesting in that you know he's clearly he's done this multiple times, um, uh-huh. and uh, I mean you should have seen the the outcome of what was happening there because you know there's Caleb bodies all over the place, so you kind of think that maybe he might have tweaked it that there was something else going on. But, um, yeah, overall, really um, enjoyable episode. We've got Maeve back again after a sort of you know, a brief disappearance. So uh, that's good. Um, still not quite sure where they're ending, but, um, yeah, you know, we're clearly building towards something. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quite, I quite like this episode. I thought it was good. Um it's it's interesting because <clears throat> because obviously we do the podcast like was it a couple of days after the episode comes out and obviously I've watched a couple of things um in between there because I've watched like you know obviously Better Call Saul comes out the next day uh, I started Love Victor season three which is obviously very special to me um and I've like watched a couple of other things and Westworld Westworld was still there it was still in like the back of my mind and I was watching other stuff which I was kind of enjoying more. Um, but still enjoying this show, so it was interesting to like, I don't know, watch uh, Better Call Saul and Love Victor. Um, I only watched one episode so far of, of Love Victor. They dumped the whole season out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was back in June because I'm still watching television from June as well. Because yes. there was there was that was like yeah, yeah it was a lot where, where everything came out. But um, it yeah, it was interesting to kind of do that. I enjoyed all three of those things basically, but Westworld was kind of at the bottom. But me saying that was at the bottom of those three, it was still in individually a great episode of of TV. It's just the others had a bit more. Well, particularly where like Better Call Saul actually is at the moment, because that's like mm-hmm. End Game, End Game, and so is Love Victor as well. Yeah, cause that, that's in its last season, and this isn't. I suppose that's probably got a part to play. Um, so th- there's that as well, but. Um, the, the the one kind of slight miss for me with this episode was just the fact that you didn't have Christina in it, and that's just simply me saying oh, yeah. her her, her, sto- her story to me is the most interesting. So if you don't have that in an episode, it makes it slightly less interesting. But it's still a it's still a good episode with what it had in it. 
Um, the Bernard stuff I actually liked a bit. It's interesting because he didn't have any Christina stuff, and the Bernard one was the one that I was like, okay, this is good, but I'm sort of not quite sure where this is going and everything. You inject Maeve into that situation, which you do this week, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is like instantly kind of better. Um, which which was cool. Mm. I loved all the sort of repair scenes as well, like repairing her face and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, again, mm-hmm. I love uh, w- one thing I've kind of noticed a bit about this season is they're not really. I mean, sure, it's a techie sort of show and it's advanced and it's you know all futuristic, but I don't feel like they've taken enough advantage this this season with like tools and tech and sort of equipment. So when you've got Bernard using this light sort of repair thing, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool little thing. It just adds to it for me. That's just kind of my perspective on on that. Mm. But that that was cool to see. Uh, the Caleb stuff kind of fits in with that as well. Um, not in the same way, but it's sort of like, you know, there's fire coming down from the ceiling and he's trying to escape through a hatch. It was very sort of like espionage almost kind of. Um, that was quite cool. Yeah. And, and seeing him interact with... Um, other versions of himself and they've all they, they, they've been through some stuff as we can tell uh, I thought it was quite good so yeah I thought this was good it was a good way to you know keep the momentum going towards two episodes left um, I do think at some point they're going to need to uh, so we've basically got what two hours left they're going to need to I think because I, I have a feeling that um, not that this is like a big revelation it's probably quite simple but um, to have a situation where Christina's storytelling is kind of fighting, not them to battle it out, that doesn't really work that way, but for that to kind of collide with, uh, what's her name, Dolores Hale, um, and her control of the city, like how those two things are surely going to collide at some point, um, so I'm, you I'm think, inter- yeah. interested in that, um, that's like the next part I want to see, and then like, wh- where does William play into that and everything, and where does, um, what's his name, James Marsden's character, um, yes, uh, T- uh, Teddy. Teddy, yeah, yeah. Where, where does he kind of? Because you got like a two v two sort of situation there. So, um, although I could see, I could see, uh, see with um, Teddy and Christina, I can see them working together. But with like Dolores Hale and William, I can see one of them shooting the other one to win or something. Um, so mm-hmm. I suppose you do have other players in that. You've got like, okay, where does this whole like Maeve as a weapon? Bernard knows everything. Where does that fit into that as well? So I guess we'll find that stuff out at some point in whatever way the mm-hmm. show wants to do that. But uh, good stuff anyway. I enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to seeing where it ends up. Anyway, we are, of course, sponsored at the moment by Manscaped at the moment. They are, of course, a men's uh, grooming service. You can go and get various different men's grooming products from them. Uh, and we have a few good bits of news about that. Uh, first of all, you don't need to type anything. So if you're already Googling Manscaped, what is Manscaped? What's Matt talking about? You don't need to. You can stop typing that. You can click on the link in the show notes. So go back to your podcast player wherever you're listening to the episode. Uh, click on the link in the show notes. And that will take you over to Manscaped to start having a look. You can get different razors, shavers, ear and nose hair trimmers, different clothes as well, different deodorants, all that type of stuff. Uh, all, you know, uh, very first-hand, uh, very sort of first-hand, very well-made and everything like that. And those sort of second-hand stuff. Uh, everything's in great condition. Uh, nothing that feels like it's going to break. Uh, great packaging that things are arriving because it's nice when you get that as well. Nothing sort of ripped or broken or anything like that. Uh, so really good stuff from Manscaped. And if you're thinking, you know... If you choose to go over there and spend some money, it will cost you some money. It still will. But we've got a discount code, 
with Manscaped. So once you get to your checkout and you see that promo code box, you can either copy and paste the promo code which is written in the show notes, uh, or you can type in UK. that's E-T-A-L-K, UK to get 20% off your uh, order with Manscaped. So 20% off and free shipping with Manscaped. So you type that in, uh, lowercase or uppercase, whatever the case may be. Uh, click apply you'll see that amount get taken off and that will give you that discount code with manscape so very good stuff over there go and check them out it's still it's still pretty pot over here kind of so if you want to at least over here it is uh so if you want to get yourself freshened up there's still plenty left of the summer uh or if you just want to treat yourself or somebody else manscaped is a great way to do that so thanks to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you of course very much for listening now let's move into some housekeeping Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so I haven't put the episode out yet, but I've got a Halo episode ready to go, because the ninth episode came out today, and uh, I've recorded the episode, I've just not put it out. So even though at the time of recording, I'm doing a timey-wimey thing here, even though that episode isn't out right now, I will be putting that episode up before this one. So it's a Halo Season 1 review, and I debuted, because the show is so bad, I debuted... (laughs) a new uh, part of our rating system. If you look at the title, I've put SKIP in capital letters. I explained that on the review. Um, I'm due to do a chat podcast as well, so I'll do a little bit of, not really behind the scenes, but a bit of sort of chat about the decision making there. Um, But yeah, basically a, a capital letter SKIP rating. It was a terrible, terrible season of television. Um, really? And wow. you can, yeah, and you can hear, have you seen any of it? Uh, yeah, I watched the whole thing because I interviewed the cast for it. I actually oh. really enjoyed it. So <laughs> Interesting, interesting. Maybe you have a different perspective or something, who knows. But then I'm, but... I'm not a huge Halo fan, so, yeah. you know, that maybe that's it. Hmm. Possibly, possibly. Um, but, you know, some people liked it, some people didn't. I really, really 
really didn't and got very frustrated at certain elements. You can go and listen to all of that. Uh, the episode itself is going to be spoiler free so you can listen to the whole thing if you want to. Uh, but that's a Halo season, uh, t- uh, Halo TV series uh, season 1 that's available on Paramount Plus basically. So you can check that out. Um, it came home at the weekend as well. Uh, the women's um, England team won the Euros, the 2022 Euros. Uh, I sat down and watched the final, so I had a bit of a small bit of analysis. I don't know the team as much, but speaking of not knowing women's football as much and getting to learn a bit more about it, I did a podcast called The Rise of Women's Football, which has certainly happened this week as well. They've, of course, grabbed the media's attention. They won the, the cup and everything is really, really good. Uh, massive celebrations, historical celebrations. Uh, England, men or women, haven't won anything since 1966. Uh, what took so damn long, I don't know. Um, but uh, they, they, they brought it home, they won the, the trophy. So I talked all about that. And my perspective of like you know growing up with men's football and women's football sort of being nowhere, really. I mean, it was happening, but when I was growing up, I wasn't hearing about women's football. So I talked all about that and how things are kind of starting to change slightly um there's still a bit of an imbalance in things and talked about as well not just in terms of the women's football win but uh, there's also uh, fifa's making history this year by having a woman and a man uh, on the cover of fifa 23 this year as well so uh more more uh more 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 attention's being put towards women's football so that was the idea of the podcast there but of course massive congratulations to the team the england's women's team that managed to uh beat beating germany as well as an england team is uh always a very good thing so congratulations to them and uh it's finally come home so really good stuff over there uh over on some other podcasts this week on gaming talk this week we talked about grand theft auto 6 speaking of uh women uh gta 6 has been reported by lots of outlets that it's going to have a latina female lead which of course sent certain parts of the internet up in flames because no you cannot do that of course uh but um yeah, that's good. GTA 6 is going to have its first uh, female protagonist, which is great. So me and Robert talked all about that and what you could do with the story and all that kind of stuff. We still don't know a ton about GTA 6, probably because it isn't coming out anytime soon. Uh, we talked about Juventus as well. Um, FIFA has restored or bought back or whatever the license for Juventus. That is a in, uh, Italian football team. They were previously called Piermont Salco or something like that for the past like three years. Of course, license issues, but uh, Juventus are back in FIFA 23 with the official name and everything like that and we talked about playstation backbone and what that essentially is is it turns your phone kind of into a portable playstation uh handheld console but it relies on remote play which there's a few uh notable flags red flags there with how that's going to work but we talked all about that and our impressions of certain games all that kind of stuff uh, i finished the umbrella academy speaking of tv from all the way back in june <laughs> Uh, I finished the Umbrella Academy, I gave it a don't skip, I enjoyed the season, I had a few issues with it, but I enjoyed the season overall, it was a good fun time, um, which is kind of what Umbrella Academy is, it's, it's good fun, it's good fun time and all that, uh, but I gave it a don't skip rating for its third season, do we know if it's got a fourth season yet? Not yet. We, we haven't heard anything no. yet, have we? No. So, and no. If, if, if you're... If you're on your third season and you're on the Netflix show and you haven't heard about a new season, uh, you're you're in uh, you're you're in a bit of trouble, as uh, as as history tells us. So, anyway, uh, Better Call Saul still continuing. Uh, we've got our season six, episode ten episode uh, still available. We'll be doing episode eleven tomorrow, uh, so look out for Better Call Saul update tomorrow. 
uh, Westworld, you'll hear for Westworld, so I don't need to read out about last week's episode. United cast, uh, the Premier League is returning this weekend, I believe on Friday, actually. I think Arsenal have got a game on Friday. But Man United re- are returning on Sunday at 2 o'clock against Brighton uh, for the opener of the Premier League. I talked about who we have brought in, who we've let go, who we should have brought in but haven't. The drama around Ronaldo, the drama around Frankie de Jong, the ridiculousness of what Barcelona are doing, which is surely illegal of what they're doing. Uh, there's been some conversations about that. Talked about all of you know Eric ten Hag and how things are how things are looking uh, so far in pre-season. Of course, it's a preview. I don't know who's going to win what, but we'll see what happens. And it kicks off properly on Sunday. I did a possible skip review uh, as well this week for Trek to Yomi, so that's that review. And uh, discuss a did podcast discussing Marvel and DC at uh, SDCC 2022, so all the announcements there. Uh, don't skip review for Stray, that's spoiler-free and spoiler-split. Really enjoyed Stray, that's a uh, cat game, which is cool. Uh, and that's everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Again, look out for that Halo review, so there's that. Uh, Alright, let's crack on with this recap. Uh, Westworld Season 4 barreled closer to its conclusion this Sunday with Fidelity, an episode that saw Dolores Hell at her most desperate and her most terrifying. Uh, Fidelity begins with a teenage Jay sitting on a playground bench. Uh, A young Frankie approaches him, uh, who we haven't seen for a few episodes. Uh, That's uh, Caleb's daughter. Um, immediately catching his attention by mentioning his brother, Daniel, Jay is visibly surprised that she knows of his brother and asks for an explanation. In keeping with the series, a version for easy answers, or two easy answers, <laughs> Frankie uh, ignores the question. Uh, instead, she takes him to, uh, to Uwade, um, who has been gathering allies to help undermine Dolores Hale's new world order. Frankie, Jay, and Uwade, uh, I think that's how you say that name, uh, flee the city or attempt to flee the city and regroup with the other uh, outliers at a safe house as they hunker down frankie asks jay if he wants to uh, say hello to um to uh, her father um she attempts to contact caleb using equipment at the hideout uh, he doesn't answer but she mentions jay anyway uh, she calls um jay her brother angering him um he tells her that caleb is gone and there's no point leaving him messages there's also um, a point in here as well where they hear the music thing, the the humming, whatever you call it, vibration right, yeah, yeah. thing, and they realise they have to stop. And I can't remember which character it is, but there's like a fly that lands on their face, and mm-hmm. the fly is just about to climb into the ride, just like it did with you know Caleb and everything that we've seen before. Because uh, that's the ones that like they're these little they're basically like little nanobots kind of aren't they? They're sort yes. of are, are these little things that creep into people's body parts uh, or creep into people's bodies. Um, and because the world's frozen at that point, and you've got these little what 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 would we, what would we call these plain white guards? I guess um, just guards really. Dolores Hale sort yeah. of guards because Caleb comes across yeah. one of them later as well. So they're kind they're quite cool and they're quite menacing. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it's just the way their body is designed, but they look very muscly. So, <laughs> especially their arms. Yeah. Um, but they sort of stop as well. And because there's the slightest flinch, because he's trying to like flick this fly away, um, one of them gets caught. So I found. I thought that was quite um, interesting to watch as well. Like the 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 command was uh, disobeyed. So I suppose that that kind of proves it away. So they're not. 
paralysed or sort of completely frozen. Like, I've seen characters in TV shows that have had, like, powers where they've been able to fully freeze someone. Where they can't move Mm -hmm. their eyelids, they can't move... Or can sometimes move their eyes to look around. But they can't move anything. So this isn't, like... This is more of a command than a body function, then, I suppose. Because... I suppose that the 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 idea that I got from this, which kind of had updated it, I thought before that it was sort of a okay, completely. You know, in the, in the earlier seasons when they do uh, freeze all motor functions, and like mm-hmm. whether they'd say it to Dolores or you know whoever it would be, and the character would completely freeze and not be able to move. I don't thought, and this is something different with this particular character here. Obviously, there's a little something going on with with Caleb where he's able to to disobey those commands. So maybe that's what's going on here, but it's clearly not sort of like nobody can do anything because the command, even though it's through the uh, music, is disobeyed because he is able to to move his eyelid, which isn't much, but it's still movement. So uh, anyway, what do you kind of think is going on with 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 that and everything? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I I I think because the the outliers can disobey the command because they all run off so right um see i see i thought what had possibly happened there is because the situation had been broken up um because the person flicked their eyelid and the the white guard thing came after them i thought that kind of maybe broke that up i'm, I'm not sure so. no i see I, I i think they were faking i think i think what the point of that was oh, was okay. right. they were that was was the the outliers w- weren't actually physically stopped they were just trying to fake to hide in to hide within the people you know everybody else okay i think that's all it was hmm. um so i think the sort of freeze or multi- motor functions thing is like the you know that that is what it does. It does completely freeze them, but but the outliers can disobey the commands. That's sort of the the whole thing. Is the outliers are have this ability to to not um to to yeah because in fact it's a, can disobey the commands and then or I mean I, and and that's what they were doing. They were basically faking it and then the. You know the guy moves, and that's the thing that tips off the the sort of evil um, host body thing. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, what could what else could you you could really do a lot in that situation, could you? Because you don't want this nanobot essentially. Well, no, because if, if everybody else is yeah, if everybody else is frozen, you can't really suddenly start running because I mean that kind of gives you away <laughs> straight away. So you can't. Yeah. And yeah, you don't want the nanobot thing getting into your eye, so yeah, you've got to be. What else do you do? You know. Mm. And I suppose even, <laughs> even once you hear that noise starting, even if I, I guess you, close your mouth and you close your eyes, it can still get in your ear or up your nose or something. So like, you couldn't really, I guess, do that either. So I suppose yeah, doing this is is kind of the only option. So, mm-hmm. uh, any other thoughts on the opening here? I thought it was quite an interesting start. So no, I, th- I thought it was it was quite a good start. This yeah yeah yeah. So uh, meanwhile, Dolores Hell interrogates Caleb. Uh, this season has been the 
uh, monstrous host copy uh, sees a frightening amount of power. Sorry, has seen the monstrous host copy uh, sees a frightening amount of power, which we kind of saw demonstrated last week. Uh, the last time she and Caleb shared a scene, she had just gained control over New York City. That was kind of the big reveal of one of the episodes. Uh, mm. Now, though, um, she see she she needs something from him. She's upset that hosts can uh, keep choosing morality over their perfection, uh, and fears Caleb knows something she doesn't. Uh, she reminds him that he once gloated about being able to resist the flies. Uh, circle back to episode four, it says here. So that's where we first saw that, I suppose. Um, she recalls how he she recalls how. Um, he said he possessed something uh, she didn't. I remember him saying that, yeah. Caleb uh, clinging uh, feebly to um, uh, one bit of leverage he still has, smiles and plays coy. Uh, Dolores Hell withdraws, again telling Caleb that he is a host and that um, the copy he's inhabiting only has a few days to live. Um, she leaves the room, uh, which is revealed to be a massive prison for Caleb as well. So this is kind of the start of... Uh, all this thing here so it's interesting the way that it's phrased here um that caleb's host copy like because obviously he's not human uh it's an interesting way to phrase that because these people are essentially the, these hosts that we, that we all know from the show like obviously their body doesn't work the same way that humans does because you could you could chop off caleb's head like completely decapitate him or like you know shoot him or whatever and then just put his you know it's kind of the way it works in Westworld take his ball brain thing out whatever it's called um I'm sure <laughs> that thing's got a name that I've forgotten but you take you could basically just take that out and just stick it in another one um which is what yeah uh, she's been doing basically so and then just build a new version uh which is a very cool thing about this show actually as well uh, obviously that means you can do things like what you're doing with Maeve later where you literally like dig up a dead version of one of them repair them and stick a brain in and then you're good to go so <laughs> uh, it's quite <laughs> yeah. cool but the, the way that phrase here is is quite good um and you know kind of uh you see it obviously here with Dolores Hale she's got a she's got a bunch of him around I suppose um but yeah he does have that little bit of something which is like how did he do it and he's like you know playing quite coy I thought I thought this was quite cool I thought it was quite good um uh, what do you think <laughs> of this scene yeah, I like this. I mean, the reveal that she's basically being just making multiple copies of Caleb to try and test him, to try and get him to give up what this big secret is that she thinks, you know, what, why he's apparently able to resist her. Mm. Um, which we don't really know at the moment. But yeah, you know, and also the thing about why the other hosts the 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 are choosing to sort of have a mortal life rather than this sort of you know um she's trying to get them to all upload somewhere isn't she i think that that's the sort of thing you know so they can live forever rather than, you know and they prefer to stay in their sort of human form bodies mm. um I, and the fact that every time that they meet an outlier they're killing them so, yeah they they seem to be so themselves um yeah it's it's that sort of whole you know something has obviously gone wrong in the process and she hasn't and she can't figure out what it is and she thinks caleb's the key to it um 
so yeah i this is sort of kind of interesting i mean she's turned into a pretty great villain dolores hale i think Mm. you know she's she's proper scenery chewing kind of evil villain at this point and you know this this little exchange in caleb kind of holding his own and uh yeah then that sort of reveal of all the all the different caleb's in various forms of dying at that point um yeah, it's, yep. it, it was very cool. I like this scene. Yeah, it was good. Uh, anyway, we continue from there. Caleb spots a um, bloodied uh, copy of himself in an adjacent cell. Um, the window kind of reveals him or whatever happens there and begs him to help him escape. But the, the dying host tells him death is the only escape. Uh, this is quite dark. Uh, he picks up the hourglass, uh, one of only two objects in his actual cell, and accidentally pricks his finger uh, as a kind of a stupid thing to do and a capsule hidden in its uh top he uh collapses of course because he's been pricked with something uh unconscious uh we're then taken through a pair of flashbacks showing caleb meeting new aid and spending time with frankie um yeah that wasn't uh, as soon as he did that i was like really <laughs> well, yeah I, I get he's kind of out of it and it's a it's a you know particular situation but um yeah, as soon as you see the the red spot, the blood on his on his finger, and he he like, I've seen characters get like spiked with things before or injected with things before. Um, usually if it's something where somebody's captured somebody and they inject them with a needle or something, that's usually straight away. But we, we've seen season, scenes in television before where someone will have a meeting with somebody and they'll either have food or drink or something. And they still start doing a monologue speech, and the character will go, "Ooh, I feel a bit woozy after a couple of minutes," yeah. and it'll be like, "Oh no, you spiked my drink or whatever." Um, this happens like straight away, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but y- usually with those scenes, it's just a standard kind of like poison or something, which takes a few minutes to go. But obviously, this is Westworld, so it could be something a bit different. But no, it happens like straight away, so mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, interesting. Um. Yeah, it's interesting to see the different versions of him here because the Caleb that he sees in the other cell was clearly like he's he's given up, he's, he's kind of done. Um, probably because he's tried to escape a few times and realizes what's going on. Um, and we still have to find out what goes on with the new Caleb at the end, which we'll talk about later. because uh, there's obviously a bit of a change there. Um, but like I said, it was good to see uh a lot of Aaron Paul this week yes. not not just here so that was that was cool um any thoughts on this little scene here uh no i mean yeah uh, i i think i think it, it the sort of the 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 next bit i think is a slightly more interesting bit i mean the you know the flashbacks are fine and everything but um yeah. you know and him talking to the bloody version like you said there's there are various versions of him and it looks like the ver- bloody version of Caleb was one that tried to escape and then sort of got caught, beat up and put back in the cell, I suspect, but, you know. Yeah, probably quite a few times, given the the, mm-hmm. the state of him. Um, Caleb comes to and notices a grate uh, conveniently located on the cell floor. He notices a crude arrow um, scratched into its rim and uses it to escape. I believe this is where the ceiling goes on fire. Yes, uh, which was yes the, like, for the first time, yes. Yeah. Uh, Uses it to escape. It's a good thing too because one of the uh, Dolores Hale faceless drone hosts had just checked on him and uh, very nearly reduced him to cinders. Uh, this was kind of a cool little scene. The way that like things opened and that, and 
he just about gets away. Um, but that's something like, I guess I didn't quite expect, which was fire to come out of the ceiling. That was uh, quite cool. So, uh, but yeah, th- th- these scenes are kind of stitched together a little bit uh, with with uh, with a bit of a the cell set piece, I suppose we could call this. Uh, but yeah, it was good, and we'll see uh, where it leads to. What did, what did you think when fire came out of the ceiling? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, an effective way of getting rid of your uh, your clone copies, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Bernard, in the near future, sorry, in the in the far future, Bernard and adult Frankie uh, return to the ruins of the twenties themed amusement park, uh, where they hope to revive. Um, Maeve, Bernard uses the park's, um, uh, what do you call this, uh, derelict tools to repair Maeve, so that's just the start of that. Um, what did you think, this is a short little kind of note here, what did you think of, um, like the actual, it was, it was kind of interesting the way that this, like, mechanically happened, again, this gets into a bit of, like, the techie tools kind of, uh, stuff where, because you've essentially dug up Maeve, because that's obviously the one that exploded, for, or not not exactly exploded, but died in that scene from mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And then literally just digs her up, puts her in this like thing, um, and uh, starts repairing her. I thought that was that was quite cool. And then does this all this like stuff with the two brains and copies things and whatever. I thought that was a uh, that was kind of cool. Um, what do you think of like that tech part and sort of the tech in 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 this uh, season? I guess so far, or sort of what's going on here with that just generally the tech i mean um yeah it has been used a little less i think this time around i doesn't really bother me i mean i think they are i i think it has been used because i mean obviously you've got them making kind of clones we've seen the cars mm-hmm. and stuff i i think yep. you know and we've seen the the sort of helicopter taxi things and all that sort of stuff mm. um but yeah, I mean, you're not seeing as much sort of new things. But it's not bothered me particularly. I, yeah. You know, I think it's still there. Mm-hmm. We've not seen the. Um, remember those cars with the sliding door, like the, those white cars with the sliding doors. Remember those were used a couple of times last season. We've not really seen those. But we've not. But we've also not been in the same part of the city that we were last season. We're in like a different section of it. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess that explains that. Uh, back at the park, Frankie tells Bernard. She blames Maeve uh, for what happened to Caleb. She expresses a deep dislike towards hosts, uh, saying that uh, feelings are just an effect to them. Uh, the arrival of Jay and Stubbs cuts her rant short. Uh, it isn't until they're all together that Frankie realises Bernard is planning to copy them all. Uh, he tells her to trust him. Um, she coolly tells Bernard that uh, she only trusts him to lie and orders uh, her comrades to take him and Stubbs. Outside, Bernard warns Frankie that one of her friends will betray her. Um, it ends up being Jay, doesn't it? I think. Yes, the, the, I one, think. the one that she fights with is not Stubbs, so um, I think yeah, it, no, it's, I think it's, uh, Jay. it's Jay. So we see that fight later. Um, what are you thinking so far of this Bernard thing? With like he, because it's not just because he, he does. He kind of reminded me in this episode because um, he says about. Um, I don't know which of your like which of these timelines is because he can see a bunch of like timelines of things that are going to happen, and that's how he's able mm-hmm. to like you know I know this is maybe going to happen and I can do this to you know counter it or whatever. Um, so what what are you kind of thinking of that so far? 
I suppose. But there's a certain amount of Doctor Strange about this. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, in, in sort yeah. of Infinity War, uh, you, yeah, you yeah. know, it's the, that that sort of thing going on where he's mm. seen a million timelines and, you know, there is. But in this particular case, he's not entirely sure which, you know, that which sort of makes sense because there are going to be minor alterations from a, a one timeline to another. So, you know, there are a million timelines that he's tried that are very similar up until this point, then he's not sure. He just knows one of them are going to betray them, but he doesn't know exactly which one because he doesn't know which version of the timeline he's in right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm finding it quite interesting that they've done this with Bernard because it... Um, yeah, he's he's in this situation where... He has all this knowledge, and you know he's run through these very. He used the um, that that sort of virtual environment to to run through uh, like thousands of different copies of this. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe in episode eight he'll like say to somebody, "We're in the end game now." <laughs> That'd be very yeah, yeah, strange. So yeah, maybe. um, I I do think to Jeffries. I mean, obviously he's a great actor, regardless, but I think he's quite good at doing like the plan playing the smart guy if you know what i mean like sort of mm-hmm. i know this is going to happen and he's, he's pretty good at that so that oh, was quite good um but yeah it's just a continuation of a of a part of this um i wonder if frank like because she doesn't trust him which okay but i was kind of just wondering about like when um he says like you you really have to trust me and Gene, that they know that he can see these timelines. Mm. I wonder how that would work with Frankie, because like, because a friend does end up like this ends up coming true, um, and he sort of gets taken. Do we do we see him after this? Because he gets sort of taken away somewhere. I can't. I don't think we see him after that. Um, because then we get the scene with Maeve, Maeve, Frankie, and, and Jay. Yeah. Afterwards, no, we we don't. I mean. Yeah, it's the, the the sort of it's difficult because Frankie's sort of trusting Bernard at this point. Uh, you know, I I can see why she wouldn't trust him. Obviously, because you know he's been pretty much lying to her since they got there because he hadn't revealed that he was a host. So I can see her having problems trusting him. Um, and also, it's sort of he apparently is planning to make copies of them all. Although I, I suspect there is a very good reason for that and you know so hmm. she should trust him i mean i think we're on bernard's side here i am but yeah. i can entirely understand why she doesn't because why would you you know mm-hmm. yeah i suppose though in the world of westworld making copies of yourself is a very good idea so uh, or having copies of yourself is a very good idea so uh so yeah um as Caleb, to so going back to him, as Caleb navigates Loris Hale's fortress, that's quite a good way to describe it, uh, he notices handprints on the walls suggesting that he is repeating the escape attempts of long dead Caleb's. One of the guards discovers him forcing Caleb to stab him repeatedly. He eventually discovers multiple Caleb's lying dead throughout the building. There's just like a different spot throughout his travels here. Uh, having presumably been killed during a similar escape attempt, he makes his way to the roof of the building um, where he sends Frankie a message on the frequency uh, they used to communicate and then Dolores Hale gives a big speech and then she kills him. Uh, so let's rewind this a bit here. 
Um, I thought this was kind of cool in a way, in in a bad way. Seeing him seeing like, oh, this is me. I've like tried this lots of times and have failed. And you can see the different points and stuff. And the particular one that was interesting was obviously the the uh, vent and trying to jump down from that. And you've got the Caleb in there that's kind of given up slash dying, like he's not sort of got anything left or whatever. And he's like, you can use me. And he uses it him to like land on him. Yeah, and that's got to be weird for well, it'd be weird for anybody, but for Caleb in this situation, having a a version of yourself <laughs> saying you can use me to like to break his fall, and then because he lets out a bit of an emotional thing afterwards, like because he lands on a version of himself, like completely destroying his own body, mm-hmm. um, and like that that would be quite weird to do, wouldn't it? So, although seeing, I yeah. suppose, all these dead versions of yourself everywhere and this, this whole situation is probably very very strange anyway so um but i, I thought the mechanic of that was was quite interesting because I, I was sort of looking at that and thinking like okay because i i couldn't tell exactly how high this was because like different rooms of different heights and stuff but i was kind of trying to look at that and think like okay how could you like could you lower yourself down in a certain way but he he chose to do this instead so uh what did you think of the uh I suppose the escape part here. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the point where you start to think uh, how uh, either there's not many people or running around this facility, or, or there's something else going on because there's like dead Caleb's everywhere, yeah. you know. And you get to think, given the amount of bodies around here, surely there must be that somebody must have noticed, you know, and you would have thought would have cleaned them up so yeah i i kind of thought that was interesting but then he isn't really thinking particularly straight at this time and you know using yeah it must be a very weird experience um dealing with you know seeing dead versions of yourself and you know interacting and essentially killing although i mean the version that was was kind of half dead anyway but you know um killing that version by sort of jumping out on top of him and things um but yeah it's it's sort of interesting watching it as a viewer as well because they are essentially all caleb um but you're you're rooting for the one particular version of it which yeah, is the one that we've been following the, yeah yeah or but but i mean we don't know that's the one we've been following that's the uh, that's also true I mean, yeah. it's the one we've been following for this episode but that's an entirely different one to the one that we've seen before and the one that we'll see next week, you know, so mm. it's, um, yeah, it's a, that's a little strange as well. But, yeah. I mean, they are all essentially Caleb. It's, you know, she's downloading a new brain each time, although they, each new brain won't have the knowledge of what happened to the previous one. So, mm. yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. You, you can tell, right, by, like, the cleanness i suppose of the the new caleb that uh gets made which we'll talk about well later. yeah the new caleb gets made and and she's making them from a copy at a particular point you know she's making yeah. them, them from the the set point you know the safe point which was essentially <laughs> when <safe> <laughs> yeah i mean it is I, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it, it's basically a safe point mm. so anything that we, he did after that he won't know Otherwise, he would have, you know, every time you put him back in the cell, he'd know exactly how to escape again. Yeah, yeah. Caleb's a video game for uh, 
Dolores Hale, I suppose, then. Yeah. In, in that way. Uh, but no, this was pretty good. Uh, there's also the other part. I don't have a lot to say about the, the end part here. Um, she's like, oh, I'm disappointed, and the message and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's a message of, like, hope and whatever towards his daughter, um, which we see, we hear, sorry, parts of later as well. Um I kind of my my one sort of note from this scene. She's standing, so she she kind of uh, you know, she kills him and whatever. Obviously, we know it's not you know that's not Aaron Paul off of the show because this is Westworld. Um, like she's standing on the edge of this thing, and I was like, is all, is it, could someone like come and kick her off the edge or something? <laughs> like, cause she's got the, the, there's that gap on the uh, I suppose there's like a ladder part there or whatever, but. Um, yeah, it's kind of what, what I was thinking. She's she standing there, she's sort of like thinking about what's going on. And I was like, uh, it'd be interesting if somebody kicked her off. Um, but if somebody kicked her off the building, hypothetically, would there be another version of her somewhere? I mean, mm-hmm. it's Westworld, so who knows. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, anything else to say about that bit? No, I think we can move on. Yeah. Uh, Jay and Frankie talk uh, privately. The former echoing Bernard's um, concern that there are traitors among them. Interesting. Uh, Frankie becomes suspicious of her allies and uh, locks uh, her girlfriend in a nearby building. Frankie deduces that Jay is a host and calls... Sorry, and he calls her family. Uh, she knows the real Jay never wanted to be her brother. Uh, a brutal fight ensues. I don't know if I'd call it brutal, but that's what it says here. Uh, during the struggle, um, Caleb's final message plays out over a nearby receiver. It's like a radio thing that's in the car. Um, Jay shoots it. Um, it's, it's inspiring Frankie. Uh, the, sorry, the message inspires Frankie, and then Jay shoots the the radio thing, so the message stops. Uh, host, host Jay uh, still overpowers her, but Maeve. Um, it says here brains him or stabs him in the head <laughs> well, uh, b- before yes. he can uh, kill her. The two w- women resolve um, to destroy Dolores Hale together. Um, I thought that was quite interesting the way that that happened because I think. Doesn't um, Frankie say, like, look behind you or something? Yes. And then <laughs> just bam straight in the head. Uh, it's interesting because usually... Because I, I sort of... We didn't know what, what state Maeve was in, uh, in in this scene. And she obviously she she's ready and she pops up and, you know, she's back. But um, it's interesting that he did that. Um, that he actually did turn around I suppose um because like he's kind of got her here um I suppose if he didn't well, I suppose if he didn't Maeve could have still just like stabbed him well I suppose just I suppose the anyway. pa- the pause and the idea there is to stop him shooting um because he didn't need well, to turn around necessarily I suppose they're having yeah. this yeah because they're having this conversation he's trying to get us to say where did you put the control unit and yes, yeah and she says behind you because what she'd done he'd taken it out of the piano where they'd hidden it and put it back into Maeve and Maeve had rebooted so um, yeah I rather like that I I thought that was quite a nice little sort of touch Mm -hmm. of like you know where did you put the control unit behind you and then he like you know she stabs him in the head Um, yeah the control unit was behind him so yes absolutely (laughs) told him the truth yeah so Uh, and it's nice to have Maeve back. Maeve's one of my favourite characters in this, so I'm I'm very Me happy too. to have Maeve. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, that scene played out played out great. Um anything else you want to talk about with the the fight or anything else here? 
with uh, with these two. No, no, I think yes, I think we done. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, the episode closes with Dolores Hale creating another another Caleb build uh, and burning his other copies alive, and then she says like, "Wake up, Caleb," or something like that. And uh, his clothes are completely clean, no blood anywhere, and uh, he's he's ready for another whatever she's got planned next. Uh, and we have to see what happens with that. But um, of course, this is the version of Caleb. But we're going to be um, well at at this timeline point obviously we'll probably see like flashbacks and whatever else going on uh but he's back good into the uh good into the episode would you agree yes yeah i mean you've got to assume that at some point the the grown-up daughter and caleb are gonna you know frankie and caleb are gonna get to sort of re-meet each other um i mean presumably you could yeah and bernard and presumably you can then put Caleb back into an actual like working host body rather than one that has an expiry date on it, um, mm. you know, yeah. and bring him back that way. Whether Frankie would accept that, of course, is is a different matter. But because mm-hmm. you know she has it. But then the, the fact that she's now working with Maeve maybe will change her attitude to the fact that not all hosts are evil. So. Hopefully, yeah. I, sp- I mean, the idea here, obviously, is, you know, Bernard has his timeline knowledge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maeve is Maeve, who has got her own kind of powers. Uh, Frankie is a skilled fighter. And um, to get them to basically team up and go, you know, fight Dolores Hale. Uh, the-, the part that's interesting to me about, like, all of this build-up is, again, you've got... Um, uh, Teddy, who like clearly knows a bit about what's going on, and then you've got Christina, who's being made more aware of what's going on. That was the whole point of like her part yeah. last week's episode. Then you've got Bernard, who obviously knows more than seemingly anybody else, and then you've got Frankie, who's being brought around. You've got Caleb, who's you know kind of the prisoner here. Um, then you've got Maeve, who's got her own special abilities and stuff. Um, for them to all go up against Dolores Hale and, and, and William and try to win that fight I yeah suppose. i mean we, at, at some point you've got to bring that christina and and the you would think the christina and the sort of caleb um frankie mm-hmm. storyline together yeah over the next couple of episodes uh you'd think that's got to happen at some point because they're all gonna have to probably be together to take hail down um it does make me wonder where you... I mean, we'll see where this ends up as a series, but it does make me wonder, you know, you've had the sort of, you know, the parts go wrong, them escaping the park, you've had the stuff with them sort of starting to infiltrate into the city, then you've got this season, which is them basically winning and, and having full control over the humans. Is there anywhere to go for another season? I was going to bring something up actually because I was doing a bit of googling yesterday and uh, Ed Harris who is the one that plays uh, William um, I didn't read I didn't read what he said but there was multiple articles I found with the same headline that said that he'd hinted that next season could be the last one um, which would be well yeah five would be the next one that's that's a good run for Mm -hmm. something like Westworld whether you want to do spin-offs or we don't know but um the the other interesting part of that, and I was I was thinking about this a while ago, because you got is it Jonathan Nolan, Lisa Joy? Have I got their name? Yes. Right there? 
Um, they're working on the Fallout show for Amazon. Yeah, I think they're only exact producing, I think, at the moment on that. I don't think they're they're writing and show running on it. Um, okay. But yes, like I mean, it's their production. I don't think so. Um, uh, I, I, I think they're... Um, uh, uh, I'd need to look that up. But I, yeah, I, I think at the moment they're... Oh yeah, Jonathan's directed one. Oh, they are writing. You're right. They have written some episodes. So, right. yeah, I mean that that is the other thing that they are doing, um, and they are exact producing obviously as well. But um, yeah, so they are working on it. Um, so if you were to conclude the show next season and then they move on to Fallout, mm-hmm. that would make that would make sense. If you want to bring someone else in to do, if you want to yeah. do Westworld spinoffs, that's that's fine. Um, so yeah, but because I was thinking about like how would you work on, because uh, a lot of creativity to deal with if you're doing a Fallout TV show and a Westworld TV show, especially the amount of planning and something like a Westworld TV show probably takes. But I'm not saying they can't do. It, I'm just saying it would make sense if they move from one to the other, because um, that's still a kind of a. I mean, when when would you say that Fallout TV show would come out? Probably. I mean, earliest would be like what late next year. I, I think they're still casting and things like that, aren't they? So... Well, they've yeah. I mean, there there is a reasonable amount of casting. I don't think. I think no. I think they are actually filming now. Okay. That. Um, yeah. Okay. That was the other thing. They've got a thing called the Peripheral as well, which is another Amazon show, which is an adaptation of a William Gibson novel. That's the one that they're exact producing. Um, that's that's also for Amazon, and they're also doing a thing called The Sun as well, which is an adaptation of a crime novel, a Swedish crime novel. Hmm. So they've, they've got a few things going around, and um, Jonathan's writing and exec producing that. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know with um, I, I don't know about sort of spin-offs with Westworld at this point. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I suppose, that, I, mean, I suppose that would be more of a WB HBO decision. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a sequel called Future World, but a lot of that sort yeah, of we're already in, in the future. Yeah, <laughs> you, you see, we we sort of um, we've sort of covered most of that in this. So I I don't necessarily think there is a huge amount of space for a sequel because this show has gone so far beyond the scope of what the original book was. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know where you would actually go. I think you've covered most of it and I don't think, you know, not everything needs a sequel. So we're a spinoff. So, you know, I mean, what it'd be interesting to do. I don't know, maybe something because the other thing, uh, Christian novels, of course, is the Jurassic franchise. And I mean, it may be interesting to do a Jurassic sort of series now they've seemed to have concluded the movies again after that second or whatever it is, third, fourth trilogy, <laughs> that latest trilogy of the yeah, Jurassic yeah, the, the new so, one, yeah. So I don't know whether um, there's scope and Camp, for I think Camp Cretaceous that. just had its last season as well. That's a yes, bit more unrelated, but still. Um, yes, I have to go back to watching that show, but again, lots of TV. Uh, it's a good show, uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, for anybody interested. It's on Netflix, for anybody that wants to uh, watch that. Um, but, yeah, if you if you concluded it next season, that would make sense. I mean, the, the only other thing I was thinking, because you mentioned like, future stuff there. 
I don't know how different this would be, but the only thing I was thinking of is like if you do something cyberpunk related. Because uh, yeah. I, I was thinking of cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. If you did something like, but then that like you're already doing hosts and things like that. Um, <laughs> unless you unless you went into like the full body modification stuff that cyberpunk does. Um, yeah, but I, I think if you're going to get into that sort of stuff, you're getting so far removed from the whole concept of Westworld that that right. you may as well. Parks and hosts, yeah. Yeah, you may as well do something. But you know, and there's lots of other things that deal with that sort of stuff. You'd be better off, you know, taking a different property and doing it. Probably. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know there is brand recognition to Westworld, but I think it would feel very crowbarred in to do it as a spin-off of Westworld. Mm-hmm. I also. Because I, I know a few people fell off of this show season two, season three-ish. I mean, that happens with TV shows. People fall off of things. They forget to watch things. They realize they're a season behind or whatever, or they don't know a show's come back. There's lots of reasons people drop TV shows. Westworld also doesn't feel as... It still feels like... It's still I still see lots of tweets and Facebook posts and conversation around the show, but it doesn't make as massive as a splash. And if you're somebody like Warner Brothers, or Warner Brothers Discovery, as they're called now... <laughs> Uh, every everyone just calls them WB still. I think um, yes, because calling them WBD just doesn't that doesn't sound right. No, um, but with with Warner Brothers, because um, I've I did a podcast the other week called Netflix has an IP problem, but I also looked at what everybody else has got, and that what the main thing I was looking at there is who's got the flexible IP. So things like Star Trek and Star Wars and Marvel, things that you can do like a number of different shows and films with. I don't. Uh, I mean, Westworld can kind of offer that, but as we've sat here and discussed it, it's not as flexible as something like a Star Wars, where you've got like a galaxy full of characters, right? Or Star Trek, where you've got technically galaxies full of characters, but it's not quite the same thing, maybe, as that. Um, And given that, I mean, Star Trek Mm -hmm. and Star Wars are still massively, whether you like what those franchises are doing or what the MCU is doing, those franchises are still popular and they still, you know, get talked about a lot. Uh, whether it's for good or for bad, they still get talked about a lot. And I just don't see that same... Not not that I'm expecting Westworld to be talked about on the level of a Marvel or a Star Wars. But um, do you get what I mean? It, it doesn't feel as sort of long-term flexible in the way that like, oh, we can do five spin-offs of this show or something like that. Um, no. It, it feels slightly more limited. So we shall see. We shall see what... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, do. I think they've got enough other things that on HBO's kind of dock it like the game of thrones stuff that they can play around with that i yeah. you know th- this this i don't think is something that's particularly expandable mm. i mean got, you know you... if there's a will they'll find a way i'm sure but there's I, to me i think you do say five seasons of this and leave it mm. makes more sense because you because with one of brothers you've got um yeah you've got game of thrones dc and you've got harry potter those are kind of the flexible mm-hmm. things you can use i mean dc's it's we won't get into that but because <laughs> we'll be here all day <laughs> yes. especially considering um, yesterday's news but um yeah. yeah so uh but yeah so anyway i think we've to discuss what we wanted to there uh, let's get in some emails some feedback and whatnot if you would like to write in what do you think of westworld's potential future have you got any ideas that you could uh you, you've got that you've uh could think of uh or anything like that or would you happy to be happy to just see westworld end next season uh and what are your thoughts on this episode and the show and where do you think it's going to go for the last couple of episodes as well write in uh matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk there's contact page information in your show notes uh email box on the website version of the episode and the clickable email name in your show notes 
Uh, John writes in, says, first time, long time. Uh, welcome. Uh, I love the uh, show's use of, as you said, anthology characters. Even with characters like Dolores being different this season. Um, so yeah, something which I was kind of bringing up when you were on holiday and that is the interesting way Westworld can use, uh, as I kind of described, like anthology versions of these characters. Where you have like different, like, because if you look at Dolores season three and you look at Christina you know, in season four, um, she's not even actually called Dolores, she's got a different name, obviously we know it's supposed to be kind of the same character, but, like, a different version, uh, and you still, you know, can bring Rachel Evan Wood in, and you can still do, you know, scenes with them, and we've seen how many different versions of William, and, you know, everything else, uh, Mm -hmm. like, literally William from different timelines as well, um, and, like, different versions of him, and, like, Maeve's been killed a bunch of times, and all that kind of stuff, so... Um, I, I think that's one of Westworld's biggest strengths and one of the interesting parts. It's also interesting as well that you can kill off a Dolores or you can kill off like almost anybody in this show as long as they're a host and you can just bring them back in a different way. Um, either the next episode or the same episode or something like that. Um, what, what do you think of the show's, uh, I suppose, use of anthology characters, if, if you would put it like, like that? Yeah, I do like that that i mean it is one of those shows where you can be a character on it get killed off multiple times and still end up coming back the next season Mm. you know um which is kind of interesting and also play different versions of characters i mean there's a few shows that have ways of doing that uh i mean you know they've done it in things like legends of tomorrow for example there's versions of that where they've they've got rid of certain characters and have the actors come right. back and play different versions of that character uh or entirely new characters you know they've they've done various different versions mm. i mean but, look at wells in on the flash you know. oh yeah yeah it's uh, the sort of becoming the sort of kenny of uh yeah south park's <laughs> kenny of of uh the flash um yeah, I mean, I I really rather like how they're using that in this though, because I mean it makes perfect sense because there are host versions, so you know you can make multiple copies of people. You can, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do there. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's quite cool. Because um, the only kind of similarities I can think of is when you have something like American Horror Story or American Horror Stories. Um, the only difference there is, let's say you kill off Sarah Paulson's character for that season, you can't, unless you're doing one of the witch-style seasons where you've got all different, I mean, it's American Horror Story, it's weird and whatever, so, uh, but the, the only difference there is usually you don't get the actor back in the same season, whereas obviously, like, next season you're doing a new theme, you can bring Sarah Paulson back, or you can bring Angela Bassett back, and she can yes. <coughs> play different uh, different character, so... Uh, but with American Horror Stories, which is uh, different per episode, although there were a couple of episodes that connected a little bit, um, you can like bring the same actor back for the for the next episode. So, because that, that's one of the cool things, I suppose, with American Horror Story, it's been going. What's the next season? Eleven, I think, is the next season. Um, and you've had like uh, what's it? Evan Peters has been in like a bunch of the seasons, but he's died a bunch of times in the show. Um, so. Yeah, I do wonder how much longer American Horror Story, horror story can go on for. Um, but I, it's been renewed up to season 13, I think. So, yes. um, but, but Stories was good. Stories was kind of refreshing and a bit, bit of a different change of pace as well. Because it still told the same, you know, similar horror stories. But uh, it was just a bit of a different format, which was good. So, 
Um, but no, I, I, well, would you, so I, I came up, well, I wouldn't say came up with it, but I named it sort of like anthology characters, would you call it that, or would you call it something like a bit different, so with the, with the Westworld stuff? Yeah, that's, yes, anthology characters are probably a reasonable, um, description of it, I think. Yeah. And lastly, Harrison writes in, says, uh, so, have we considered if Christina's stories are actually affecting the main characters, maybe different versions of them? Or just the red shirts. Uh, we don't know that, do we? Um, the f- interesting part with Christina as well. We've only seen her sitting down at her computer twice, I think. In in the opening episode and in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. I think where she's explaining like... Um, this. I think she said young girl on a farm. And it was very similar to like, you know, her season one character. Um... Because I remember she she was making a story in episode one of this season. I can't remember what it what it was about or if anything progressed with it. Um, the the funny part with that is every time she's gone to sit down and make a story, her boss keeps coming over and like interrupting her. Whether that's probably on purpose or something, we I, I don't know. But um, we haven't seen a lot of. I mean, we had that Peter guy who said like, "Hey, you were in my life, and you kind of you wrote something something for me, and it you know it it ruined." us like a, a group mm-hmm. of people but we, did, we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of what she and I I haven't felt at this point that it's been completely necessary that we've seen everything that she's she's writing but um, I wonder if they'll dig again I wonder because you've got her doing this stories thing and you've got Dolores Hale uh, who's got control of the people in the city like on the ground if that, surely that's going to collide at some point, but um, well, you'd think, yes, I, yeah. I would, I would assume they're going to collide in some way, because otherwise, why have you been setting that up? So, hmm. um, yeah, we'll 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 see. But I mean, she clearly has control of people within the city, but obviously not the outliers, because the outliers are well outliers. So. Hmm. Because so Harrison asks here about like could it be affecting any of the main characters? I mean, who could we rule out? We'd rule out Bernard from that. Um, well, we'd, we'd rule out any of the hosts, basically. Right, Teddy, because Teddy's telling her more about what's going on. Um, Caleb seems he was a possibility, but now obviously completely under control of uh, Dolores Hale. It wouldn't be her either. Uh, Frankie, I don't really think so. Um, so no, not, I don't really think any of the main characters he, he would have been, uh, so she, she would have been, um, so yeah, again, we'll see how that wraps up in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, th- I think we're at a great point with the last two episodes. We've got lots of interesting things going on. Uh, we get thing, we're getting things kind of culminating together as well. Like, you know, there's, this group's just been set up and Caleb, they're going to hopefully save him and whatever. So, um, we shall see what happens. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week's episode. You can, of course, find the rest of our podcasts on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for TV, games, films, and May Night podcasts. Uh, take a look out for those. Like I said, May Night are back on Sunday. We'll see how that goes. Because uh, Brighton may or may not have Cucurella at uh, left back. He's apparently going off to Chelsea. So we shall see if that happens. Because uh, last time when we played Brighton, they beat us 4 0, and he played a very big part in that. So we shall see. Uh, but anyway, that's coming back soon. Uh, so look out for all of that. Uh, but yeah, TV, games, films, main night podcast, entertainment talk dot org, entertainment talk podcasts, uh, yeah, entertainment talk on podcast platforms. So look out for us over there. 
Uh, you can also support us by, again, either listening to more of our episodes. Uh, that's obviously helpful as well. Uh, you can also simply tell other people about what we're doing, either by just simply telling them or using social media uh, to let people know about what we're doing. Uh, you can also check us out on Patreon. There's the $5, $10 level tier for the ad-free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well. Uh, so that's how you can support Entertainment Talk. Uh, Geek Town Radio has been back for a couple of weeks now. Of course, I was on last week's episode. Grey was on this week's episode. That's for your TV and film news hosted by, of course, David, who is here with me now. Uh, for Geek Town, so that's geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Uh, David, what's going on with Geek Town right now? Uh, well, the, the, we've Geek Town on the main site. There's lots of news going up, lots of things that have started to be sort of cancelled and a few very odd things that have been revived as well. So uh, we've got news about that on the main news feed. <laughs> Uh, we also on Geek Town Radio this week it was our 350th episode which um, we, we I did think we probably should have done something big for but uh, I was completely disorganised so we didn't so it is a normal episode this week and we might do something for like the 360th or something but um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah we've got Gray on this week who is our film reviewer so he does these top 5 film news which were all Marvel related this time around and uh, he did a review of The Grey Man, the Netflix movie, and Bob's Burgers. Uh, I talked a little bit about Paper Girls, the new Amazon series. Uh, we both talked about CSI Vegas, so uh, that is on there, and uh, our thoughts on that. And there was lots of news and renewals and cancellations and pickups and uh, return of some, yes, very odd things and casting news and all that sort of stuff. So. That's all on episode 350 of uh, Geek Town Radio, which you can find on all your favourite podcast players and, of course, at geektown.co.uk. Cool. So go and check out all that stuff. And uh, really, ITV, Big Brother? I suppose you wanted a combination <laughs> of Love Island and Big Brother because you don't have anything else yeah. other than crime shows and stuff. But, yeah. Anyway, um, let's, not dwell, let's not dwell on that negativity. But uh, you can find, of course, all that stuff, geektown.co.uk, Geek Town Radio. Um, it's, it's sort of like everybody's taken their turn to have Big Brother for a couple of years and cancel it. I suppose BBC will probably do it after that. So, anyway. God, I hope not. I mean, there will be an outcry if that happened. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, anyway, if you want some uh, fun content, uh, you can, of course, go and find Bex over on Twitch. She does lots of fun stuff over there, her fun uh, Twitch streams. Uh, you can search for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, for Bex over there. You can also find her on Twitter and Instagram. She does retro game streams, Tomb Raider, chat streams, all sorts of cool stuff. And, of course, makes you know posts on Twitter and Instagram. So check out what she's up to. You can also check out what I'm doing over on Twitch. Uh, that's E-Talk UK. Uh, E-T- yeah, I don't need to spell E-Talk UK. But E-Talk uh, UK over on uh, Twitch for all my gaming streams. And if you've missed those... The FIFA career mode episodes or the game clips, I did update a bunch of them yesterday. There's still more for me to put up, but uh, that's all archived over on YouTube, which is Entertainment Tool Plays, a few multiverses videos I've done, uh, FIFA career mode episodes, that sort of stuff, so take a look at that. Uh, anyway, thank you all very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>